What's going on guys? Welcome back to the break room. Make sure to punch your ticket and clock out. Today is Sunday, July 26th, and I want to welcome you guys back to another episode of the Pre-Market Roast with your hosts, Sebastian Ruiz and Zachary Cassio. What's going on guys? Welcome back. First off, I want to start off the episode off rip by apologizing to you guys. I know we didn't come out on Wednesday with another episode. Um, you know, obviously you guys know, you know, uh, you know, these times are pretty crazy, especially my, myself and Zach working along with doing summer classes. Um, you know, there's just some things that, you know, take priority and, and we, you know, how to take responsibility, but we're back today, Sunday. Yeah, I got uh, screwed with a little 24 page paper. So I kind of was grinding from Saturday to Thursday night, pretty much just trying to knock it out. But I mean, one thing I did love from last week, although we couldn't do the Wednesday podcast, was one of those beautiful picks that we had. And I think it's OPK. I hope you guys know of it because it ran really nice on Tuesday. I mean, it opened pretty high on Monday at 492 and kind of sold off. And honestly, I didn't know where it was going to go. And then out of nowhere, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, they drop a contract with the CDC, which ended up shooting this thing late day i think from it was in the low 470s and i thought at that point i was gonna have to cut a loss because i got it around the 480s and i was like all right i don't know what's going on is it gonna fall through this and just reverse completely or is it gonna keep running and then they came out with that contract the next day shot all the way to six dollars and 47 cents and that's a nice 32 percent gain so i mean kind of has been selling off a little bit since but with the NBA just starting up this week, I, w I would not be surprised if this had another run, maybe back to the sixes at least. Yeah, and that CDC contract, the indefinite quantity, it pretty much that was a bombshell that kind of hit us uh, during the week. We did not expect that. We did not have any clue that that news was even going to come out. I mean, if you go back and listen to us on the podcast, we were really hyping up on the NFL contract. And then when that came out, that was just like the spark. And then I think, Zach, it was the next day after the NFL news officially was released. And so that really sent it pretty much uh, OPK into the stratosphere. We give you guys quality setups and good stocks. And personally, with all sports coming back and, you know, OPK and Bioreference Labs having the potential to pick up other sports organizations in, in the United States, um, they're going to start making money with the with the amount of tests and the quantity of tests they're going to be doing. So um, keep definitely keep an eye on OPK and, and watch it um, into the future as, you know, the season kicks back, kicks back off for all sports. Yeah. And then the second one that we had last week was AstraZeneca, ticker AZN. We were really hoping that on Monday when they came out with their vaccine data that it was going to be as promising as those other companies like Moderna and Pfizer's BioNTech SE and of course they come out and say it's highly unlikely it's going to get passed through the market by a specific time I think it was December or November that they're not going to get as many doses as they thought originally and then later they come out and say that they're not even going for profit so right there was kind of the middle finger to the investors like yeah we really don't care how profitable we are off these all we want to do is make sure people get the vaccines as fast as possible, which is ethically right. But at the same time, as far as stocks go, I mean, obviously it's not going to be as beneficial as if you were like a company like BioNTech SE or Moderna that said they did want profits. And what ended up happening to those stocks is the two that said they didn't want profits. I think it was uh, this stock. I don't know. 
And then, um, yeah, so let's see where it goes. I mean, it sold off a little bit for the rest of the week just as them coming out and saying that, you know, they don't want profit on top of that. Their data wasn't as promising as we were hoping for. So I think obviously with the pipeline they have, it's still really a great long-term stock. But as far as quick catalyst going in, grabbing your prop real quick and running, we thought that was going to happen and unfortunately didn't. But I mean, I hope everyone cut a quick loss once they realized like we did that the data wasn't really sufficient enough for a, for a nice run. So, I mean, that's the really important thing about when you're investing in these companies, if you're investing the way we are, you want to get in on them and kind of make sure you're checking in on them a, a good portion of the day because something could come out like OPK, something came out at two o'clock in the afternoon. AZN, they came out with the news and it wasn't as good as expected. It shot up to 45 right when it opened on Monday and then sold off right to the 58th immediately. So I didn't get out when it shot to 65. I really wish I did cut that quick profit. Thought it was going to keep running. It reversed just as fast. Yeah, and with that, I mean, we'll even go right into our, our other pick from last Sunday, which was Snapchat. Um, as you guys know, on top of, you know, hope, hope hoping on AstraZeneca's, uh, you know, report that came out on Monday, we were also banking on Snapchat. Uh, personally, you know, we thought that, you know, the amount of people that, you know, on the app, 20% more users uh, with the amount of ads that they were running, we just thought that they were going to perform well with their earnings, and they did. I mean, on Monday, they opened at 2486. They hit 2532, which if you were able, if you saw profit there and you were able to swing, great. Um, and then on Tuesday before earnings, they actually hit 2574, uh, beat earnings by a cent. I think even beat uh, had sales in, uh, greater in revenue, but I think Zach, would you agree that the the real uh, nail biter, the real stubbing of the toe, was that they did not give any guidance for quarter three, and so that might have rubbed investors a little bit the wrong way, and then it continued to sell off for the rest of the week, uh, hitting the low, the high twenty ones, low twenty twos. So it, it might be trying to find some new support, but. Like like we said about even AstraZeneca, I mean, Snapchat is a great company. Probably everybody that listens to this podcast uses Snapchat. Um, so really don't count it out. It just wasn't the earnings that we were hoping for. Yeah, and I mean, it, the earnings weren't awful, but the fact that they didn't come out with that third quarter guidance is that uh, they might not be seen as strong user growth as they thought. And so they're really kind of iffy on the fact of, the COVID related problems that are happening that might actually reflect in their next quarter. And that's the thing. I mean, COVID has been going on for so long now. Some of these community over in California, I'm pretty sure they just did a full lockdown again. So even the barbers are closed again, the restaurants are closed again. So, I mean, places are going back into lockdown again. And it's going to be surprising to see some of the numbers from quarter two that isn't really tech related, but more restaurant industry related, healthcare industry related like uh, what is it the real estate investment trust related like really to see some of the true impacts of what this pandemic's had on the market is it, we're going to be finding that out in the weeks to come so as far as overall large cap companies i'd say right now i'd be on the outside just kind of watching in because who knows the numbers that are going to come out i mean obviously something like amazon or apple those are safe plays i mean even though apple dropped a huge amount on friday but i mean those stocks just have so much potential with 5g coming up so i mean that all i gotta say is watch out for the market and 
definitely keep an eye out for the new earnings that are coming out in these different sectors. August is going to be a really interesting month, guys, because, you know, looking forward to quarter three, as well as a lot of states um, with increasing cases and wanting to shut down, you know, the, the whole state again. August is going to be a really a um, kind of a timeline moving forward for, for the late 2020 and kind of is going to show us what the market is going to do. So definitely every step you take, every trade you make, uh, be be definitely smart with your executions because trading blindly is probably the dumbest thing that you can do. Yeah, exactly. And I think from there, especially you want to run us into that first pick of the week. I think we'll run it right into. So if we got some new picks for you guys this week, three solid picks. So first one we'll start it off with is Rignet. Ticker symbol is R-N-E-T. Now, I'll tell you guys, sometimes, I mean, you guys know that we over here at the break room, you know, we're, we're in here even on our break. We're grinding in the break room. We're, we're putting in research for you guys hours upon hours. But actually, uh, this dirty girl came out of nowhere on us. Uh, this These are like one of the... Uh, you know the, those inner week, uh, those inner week gems that we kind of find, and we just kind of spot out of the corner of our eye, and it, they just kind of come to us. And and this is exactly what this is. So this is Rignet. Um, they're actually a secure a cybersecurity company, and on Thursday it was announced that they just got a major major contract with a company C with the ticker C A C I, which is actually a two hundred and four dollar share company. And they've been awarded a five-year U.S. General Service Administration multiple awards schedule for information technology professional services contract. So what does that pretty much mean? That pretty much means that they're going to be doing a, pretty much a cybersecurity contract with the U.S. government. So that's that's huge. I mean, we, we even know anything that has to do with the government and any sort of security and partnership is absolutely incredible. And the thing that we're looking forward to in this week and maybe even the next coming week is that the terms of the contract haven't been disclosed. So what does that mean, the terms? That means how much are they making off this off this partnership? How much are they going to be receiving? No numbers have been dropped. And you guys know when numbers come out, that's when the boat starts starts rocking. That's when that's when it starts getting excited. So no terms have been announced. Uh, complete government partnership and initial uh, secure mobile communication uh, security contract and these guys just have so much looking forward to them in terms of cybersecurity. I mean especially with the 5G going forward um, we we want our technology we want our connectivity and we want our cybersecurity as secure as ever our privacy so anything that uh, this company can do with the government to increase and lock down cybersecurity enhancements is absolutely phenomenal yeah, and that's the thing about cybersecurity is the one U.S. asset that is probably most valuable more than everything else is U.S. intelligence itself. So keeping U.S. intelligence secure, I mean, we've known China to be able to steal some of our U.S. intelligence for technology. That's the way they've been able to keep up. Russia, probably the same. So this is kind of that next level deal to make sure that every single time that the U.S. is having government to government it, inside of our own government conversations about probably top secret technology developments. They don't want anything to get out to the other countries. We want to actually be the forefront leader in, in this industry because cybersecurity is becoming more and more relevant every single day with this, with technology ramping up. And you look like 
at other companies that have governor partnerships like Boeing and Lockheed Martin for the airline or for the, the air industry. And just think about those stocks. I mean, 150 to $300 a share, no problem. The CACI, 200, $204, 52 week high on RNET, $9 and 60 cents. I mean, the upside here, especially with a potential 20 year cybersecurity contract with the U S department of defense. I mean, it really can't get bigger than this. Just like OPK, couldn't have gotten bigger than the CDC contract. I mean, that's just kind of something you luck out with when you call out a pick and they get a government contract. But I mean, the fact that we found this one on Thursday, it went up Friday big, or I mean, Thursday big, it hit $4 intraday, kind of sold off because people were making quick profits. Ended up closing, I think, at like 310, open on t on Friday at 3, closed at 336. And the high on the day was only 338. So pretty much everyone that bought in on Friday's holding. It's in a nice little three-leg pattern that I've seen stocks do that on the third leg, they spike just as much as they did on the first. The second leg's usually a small upside. First leg's a huge one. Third's another huge one. So, I mean, it's in a great breakout, even pattern, especially with the new deal coming out. I mean, I would not be surprised if within the next month or two, this thing met up with its 52-week high. Yeah, and even that, I mean, I wanted to touch back on what you said, Zach, you know, talking about the other companies that do have partnerships with the U.S. government, I mean, Boeing and Lockheed. I mean, even this is really important in terms of military-grade operations and any sort of security and lockdown that we can have. Any information that we need to keep private should be kept private. So, you know, that this is going to be to the benefit of our country. And, I mean, especially any any any, any of these terms come out, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a price target on this uh, around the sixes or the sevens because, like like Zach said, we kind of lucked out with the random CDC contract for OPK last week. And so now we see really anything that's really tied to the U.S. government is going to have backing and is going to have a good wave of catalyst to carry this momentum forward into the rest of 2020. Yeah, and I mean, I only saw one price target on this stock, and it's $12 a share, and it came out well before they just got this new contract, which means who knows what that company that gave them a $12 price target is going to give them now because, I mean, they look with this contract, I mean, it looks like there's a lot of room to run, and it just came out on Thursday. So, I'm, I mean, there's definitely going to be a run this next week for sure. But, I mean, we're going to have to see how high it goes, and, and I don't know, I might – long-term be holding this i mean because cybersecurity is a great realm to get into so i mean even if this thing runs up a good portion i mean the price that i got in at last week i don't even know if i want to get out even when it runs considering what it could be in a year or two so i mean this might be even a long-term play yeah i mean i mean we like we said this was one of the uh kind of inner inner week finds that we kind of came up on and i mean we were able to get in it under three dollars which is i mean that's even why zach says like why that average is such a great average like i don't even see this thing dropping below three in in the near future i mean if if the terms for this contract come out this week say goodbye to anything under three dollars so we pretty much got a really good entry point on it and you know the one thing i did want to preface is that um Two weeks ago, we talked about Nokia and you know their impact in the into the five G space that we're moving closer and closer to every single day, and cybersecurity is going to be a big part of that in terms of you know stepping up another step on that tech, technological uh, staircase 
you know, from 3G to 4G to LTE to now to 5G, we're going to be needing security and, you know, privacy and just being being secure with our information more than ever. So um, personally, yeah, RigNet, R-N-E-T is the ticker. Definitely give it an eye and uh, look out for that those terms of that contract. And I think we'll carry that into our next pick of the week, Zach, huh? Yeah, I think we should. And that's going to be BioCrist Pharmaceuticals, ticker symbol BCRX, currently sitting at $4.45. This is more of a support play that we found. I mean, it really has kind of been dropping off since, so it could continue dropping just like a Quest Div did. I'm going to put that out there right now. But they have hit oversold on the uh, 20 day. So, I mean, anytime I see a, a stock in, in oversold territory, it usually bounces off that a little bit at least. It's right on that bottom 30 point RSI line on the, the 180 day too. And 180 day oversolds on the RSI are like gimmies. So, I they're, mean, they're no brainers. Yeah. And, and that's the thing about a Questive is that I ended up cutting a loss just because I wanted to use my money to get in the other picks that we were finding. And I think like three days after I finally cut my loss and I've been holding it for almost like two weeks, it finally ran and it ran way higher than what I bought it in at. So it does really take patience on these support plays. But if you do hold long enough, when by the time we call them out, the prices that we call them out at, if you wait long enough, you're going to get your money back and make more on top of that. But support stocks are patient game for sure. This company does already have two drugs on the market. On June 10th, they published a study in a journal that showed their leading drug candidate, Galadesivir, stopped the Zika virus replicating in primates. So I think this company is also coming out with a potential Zika virus treatment, which would be a huge overall market for if they wanted to send stuff over to places that are really more hurt by the Zika virus, such as Africa and even when we had a Zika outbreak in the United States, I mean, there were even cases down in Miami when I was down here. So as far as the future goes, I mean, viruses always come back. There's a flu season every year. A Zika virus treatment would definitely be beneficial. And they look like to be coming out with them. Uh, as well as closing with around almost 5 million volume on Friday, uh, we see pretty much uh, the start of the uptrend here for BioCris Pharmaceuticals. I mean, you know, a lot of you try ask us, you know, what, what's the best way, you know, to read charts? How can you start reading charts? Um, trend lines, um, you know, buying activity, uh, buying spreads. And just, we, we see that here, the, the trend lines are starting to turn the corner. Like Zach said, it's way oversold. Even on the three month, it's already in the oversold territory. So anytime you really see that, it's really a gimme and it's really an entry point, but do be patient with these because, you know, in support, um, they'll, they're, they'll start trying to find their way back up. And, you know, I believe that, that BioCris Pharmaceuticals is just going to do just that. Yeah, exactly. Especially considering they were at $6.03 on July 8th. So not that long ago, they were up in the sixes. I wouldn't be surprised if they retested that with things in the future that come out and are promising considering their trials that they're doing right now. They also announced another drug they have, Barrow Trialstat. They got an expanded access program for patients with hereditary angioedema in the United States on June 9th. So, I mean, they're also coming up with other drugs that are, I mean, expanded access program for you guys that know that it's pretty much for people who got diagnosed with light, life-threatening uh, conditions that there's nothing else on the market for them. So they can pretty much take a drug that's still in trials 
that has shown promising, at least in phase one. So, I mean, that, that's good because that'll bring in more revenue. They already beat the revenue estimates for quarter one, 2020, so I wouldn't be surprised if they beat quarter two. Also, um, the I'm, I'm looking here. If you guys, you know, we, we do call out a lot of uh, biofarm. Like we said, we really like this sector. Um, if you guys want to, you know, learn up and, and learn a little bit more about biofarm, you guys should definitely check out the website, biofarmcatalyst.com. I just gave a look over there really quick, Zach, a little gander, and actually Glandisavir's also, they have a subsidiary of it, and they are, they're also in phase one commencement enrollment for COVID-19. So they're actually doing, they have a COVID-19 drug in their pipeline right now as we speak in phase one. Exactly. So, I mean, that's just more icing to the cake pretty much for the stock. Cause, sweet, you know, sweet icing. Exactly. I mean, even hedge funds love this stock. Huge amount of institutions hold shares. I don't know if you guys know about BlackRock, but it's practically the number one hedge fund in America. They own over 1.5 million shares of this company. So, I mean, pretty much anything BlackRock touches turns to gold. I don't know how they know everything. I think they have some top Harvard graduates who are coming right out of the medicine industry and then they can read biofarm data that comes out in the journals and really know which companies are going to end up being the ones to go to the market with certain drugs. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, BioChris is a, such a great pick. And, and even now, like, like I said, when we started three great picks for this week and we'll go into our third and final pick, which is NAK Northern Dynasty Minerals. Now, these guys, a, a little while ago, were a penny stock, a little penny, mineral penny stock, um, you know, very minimal exposure. And then right after COVID hit, as you guys know, the precious metals, gold, silver, um, has absolutely been tearing recently. And, and this is one of those companies. Um, they're actually right now sold off a little bit at the end of the week. They're, they're also oversold on the RSI after making a big run that uh, stopped at 285. They... Uh, closed at 194 and they're actually sitting right now at 181 uh, and actually northern dynasty minerals reported that their final environmental impact statement for its pebble copper gold project in southwest alaska has been released by the federal regulator which is the u.s army corps of engineers so what is this they have an alaska pebble project which has the potential to be one of america's leading metal producers so these guys with the new project that they're starting out out west in Alaska, they actually believe that they they could have the potential to mine some of these precious metals that have, be, have have their price has been increasing and people have been you know wanting them more and more. Yeah, and that's the thing with gold because I mean we ha with all the recent talks about gold, this gold that. I mean we kind of want to address that a little bit with this stock because we really do believe that gold probably will double by the end of 2020, if not mid 2021, just considering how much money the Fed's dumping right now, the amount of, I mean, really, I don't think the US economy is circulating half as much money as we were pre-COVID, especially considering how many people aren't making as much as they were before. I mean, cars aren't being bought, houses aren't being bought. So it, there's definitely a lot less circulation going with money right now, which means inflation is probably gonna go through the roof and anytime inflation goes through the roof, gold does as well. And with this company coming out with that project in Alaska, considering it might be one of the biggest leading metal producers in the company, uh, in the world, I mean, as far as silver, copper, gold, all that, 
that's a huge upside catalyst, just considering how much money they can possibly be bringing in as far as the millions go, because there's lots of companies out there that are mining companies for metals or for precious metals that are well above a hundred dollars a share. So, I mean, if this is going to be one of the leading metal producers, this one mine that they're coming out with on top of the ones they already have right now, that will be a huge upside revenue stream for this company. So, I mean, how it's going to run up pre it actually being up and running as a fully running pebble mine, that's really up to the market to decide how it's going to run up beforehand because they really don't know how it, once more numbers come out to say how much they're really going to be able to farm from these pebble mines, we're, really, we're not going to know the true price of the stock because, I mean, it could be way out of penny stock land if it really is a huge mine that they have and they're practically sitting on literally a gold mine so i mean we'll see where literally it goes. and figuratively yeah and, and um, we'll see where it goes with this one for sure um just uh wrapping back around to you know the the price on this specific obviously it's going to take um you know the the more information coming out from the mines but analysts right now are projecting uh we're actually get, gave it a price target of two dollars and 25 cents and as I told Zach before I, you know, before we hopped on the call that uh, I, I don't think that this will be, I, I personally think, personally for me, that anything under $2 for this company is really great. And, you know, personally for me, I mean, with precious metals, you know, how they've been, how they've been, the trend that they've been on uh, this year, and especially them being named potentially the leading producer in metals for the u.s i think anything here under two dollars for me personally is a steal so i'm going to be getting in monday morning for sure yeah long term for sure but i mean right now it kind of has been selling off the last few days it's down after hours as well the previous support was in the one low 140s so i mean we'll see how close it gets down to the 140s before it starts to really get that good price strength and reverse back to the uptrend so, I mean, I might I might watch it a little bit, see how it opens up on Monday, considering it's down after hours right now. Maybe if there might be a sell-off Monday morning. I might get in after the sell-off. Or if it just starts to push and I really see strong price strength in the 180s, 190s, then that might be my validation to get in. But for sure, I'd say see what goes on with it on Monday, see how it opens, see how it plays out for a little bit, just considering it is on the downtrend right now. There is no fully stable support yet. So I would look for that support before you make a play on this stock. But I mean, like we said, we don't come out with pump and dumps. This is going to be a great stock in the future. I mean, I guarantee you right now you can even buy the stock right now, come back in five years and you're up probably more than a hundred percent on it. But exactly. bottom line is if you try to make a quick play on it, make that quick profit, I'd wait a little bit for that price strength, that support, and then try to ride the uptrend back. I would look for, I like we said, I mean, the support, the last support was in the 140s. I would be super content with a new support in the 160s because that's showing a general sign of an uptrend. Um, personally, I mean, if you're seeing that it, it's bouncing off 160 and starting to make its way back up, you see the support going up, and that's a great indicator for the start of a new uptrend. So that's what I'll be looking for as well. Uh, personally, I mean, I, I think this is a great hold uh, along with, you know, a bunch of other companies that we've called out. So, um yeah, I think we're good. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much for checking in every single week to the break room. We'll definitely have an episode for you guys this Wednesday as uh, our summer classes actually end this week. Uh, finishing off really strong and very happy about 
uh, you know, obviously getting our education, getting our degrees so we can actually, you know, continue, uh, you know, educating ourselves, especially with the stock and the finance world. Um, so we're continuing to do that, but we'll definitely have a pick for you guys this Wednesday, another episode. But I want to thank you guys so much for checking into the break room. Now go clock back in and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.